is, but it's all good. <laughs> Welcome to the Sparks and Ports podcast. Sparks and Ports podcast. Oh, oh. I, I officially like made that the theme song. Yeah, I think I'm going to roll with that. I know y'all like it. It's going to be stuck in your head. <laughs> what is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Sparks and Ports podcast. You are now tuned into your favorite bald headed girl. It's Jaleesa Dove. Uh, thank you so much for being here with me, because you could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate you for that. Uh, the motivation, um, the listens, everything, thank you. Really appreciate you. Uh, per usual, super excited. I've been legit, like, saying that, like, ever since the first episode. Like I said, like, my blood is pumping. I try to use other words, but... Say the least, I'm super excited because I am never alone in the Sparks and Pores podcast studio. Always bringing someone to you who is out here doing their thing and someone that should be highlighted and someone you should know. So today is no different. So here on the Sparks and Pores podcast today, I have the brilliant Miss Morgan Davis, founder of Distinctly Creative. Yes! <laughs> Round of applause. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for <laughs> penciling me in. I know, you know, lady bosses, you got things going on. Flip through the calendar a couple of times, like, mm, let me move this, move that. <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, for being here today. Definitely appreciate you. And I am, uh, another reason why I'm like amped is because... Like, I've been telling people about the Black and Gold event, Mm -hmm. and my listeners have been, you know, they've been tuning into that, (laughs) so I'm going to give you another reason why you need to buy tickets, okay? We're going to talk about Distinctly Creative and get into all the good tea, all the good tea. So, how are you? How was your day? I'm good. I'm a little tired. Yeah. (laughs) Pushing through. Pushing through. I feel you. Today was, like, supposed to be my early day at work, but Mm -hmm. we had a, uh, an audit, to go down, so mm-hmm. that like scratched my early day. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take one for the team, but it's all good because mm-hmm. it was a good situation. Like mm-hmm. nothing bad happens. <laughs> it, it was a good audit. <laughs> so before we get into the pour tonight, which is distinctly creative, I need you all to remember that. Write it down. Follow all that good stuff. We are gonna go ahead and get into these sparks. So we are literally like one week away. From voting, okay, people? I've been telling you to register. Deadlines have passed. I think, like, maybe, like, D.C. Well, D.C.'s not a state, but D.C., like, I think you can register until the day. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, like, other states, I know their deadlines are, like, the first week Mm -hmm. up until the second, which is uh, slowly approaching. Uh, It's Friday, to be exact. So... Yeah, uh, get out and vote. Are you registered to vote mm-hmm. already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you early vote? Um, no, I, well, I did absentee ballot okay. uh, for Maryland. Because, um, like, I work in Virginia during the day, and it's, like, mm. you're trying to, like, go back and forth. It's too much. And I don't want to get up, like, hella early. <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. We'll go ahead and ship that in. Good, yes. I think I'm going to do, because I was looking through the, like, voter guide mm-hmm. today. So, my job... The there's an early voting place, oh. like literally a block up from my job. So mm-hmm. tomorrow on lunch, since I found that out today, mm-hmm. tomorrow on lunch, 
go do my early yeah. voting. Boom, boom. Because usually, like, I like to, like, vote on the day of. Yeah. But I just feel like it's going to be a lot going on that day for yeah. some reason. Yeah. So... So, yeah, so I'm an early vote, but um, you can also early vote as well. I know early voting does end for some places on November 2nd. However, voting November 6th, so make sure you vote. Also, because, like, this is a good time for the Dems, the other party, (laughs) to get, you know, control of the House, you know, probably get some sense in there since we don't have any sense in the big chair. Um, Yeah, like, one thing that blew my mind so he he 45 literally trying to make an executive order so that because right now if you don't know if you have a baby if you're not an american citizen and you have a baby here in america boom everything's good but he wants to like scratch that like it's it's really ridiculous no heart or anything like and that, because, like, is Melania a U.S. citizen? No! Yeah, so that means that, like, even his own children could potentially, like, leave. Yeah, I just... Um, and it's just, I don't know. It is frustrating because it makes me, you know... I get what he's trying to do in his head. It's like, you know, this, like, weird, almost, like, you know, pure American mm-hmm. type of ideology. But it's like... America, you know, even his ancestors, like, no one, you know, was born here. Like, we all came here either forcefully or, um, you know, through a pilgrimage of sorts. So it's like, we're not, in actuality, no one, except for, like, indigenous Americans (laughs) actually, you know, are Mm -hmm. from here. And it's like, I just... Yeah, it's it's (laughs) disgusting. Speaking of, like, pilgrimage, they have the the caravan migration going on right now, um... Where citizens of of Mexico, they're traveling to the U.S. And he's sent troops out there to, like, Mm -hmm. to the border to stop them. So it's just, it's disgusting. Which is, like, all of a more reason why we need to get out and vote. Like, Mm -hmm. I saw a um, a meme. Shout out to memes. Because they can be funny and then they can also (laughs) be informative as well. But this one was, like, you know, if... If your vote didn't matter, then they wouldn't fight so hard for you not to vote. No. So, you know, it, it it does have some weight to it. So, November 6th, everyone get out and vote. Like, legit, if you don't vote, that's our relationship. Um, don't talk to me or anything, because I'm, I'm going to be tight. Like, it's, it's too serious right now. Uh, but to lighten up the mood, well, just a little bit, a little light. Uh, so, you're, you're a woman boss. You know what I mean? You're out here doing your thing. How do you feel about the whole Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, like, dispute that's going on, them going back and forth with each other? I mean, at this point, I'm just kind of tired of it. Like, in general, like, I was telling my friend, talking to my friend about this a while back in Mm -hmm. terms of Nicki, and it's like... Because what is it? Someone said, like, she's on the sick and shut-in list. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) It's like... I feel like a lot of her issues and a lot of her concerns are Mm -hmm. of her own doing. Yeah. And it's like, 
I guess to put it an example, it's almost like this was college, and it's like Cardi B is a freshman, and um, uh, and Nicki is a senior. Yeah. It's like, either you can get weirdly mad that people are coming, you know, into the school as new students, right. or welcome them in with open arms. Yeah. And instead, she's that weird senior that's like, <laughs> you know, terrorizing, like, the freshman. The freshman, yeah, throwing and, eggs and all that whack shit. And it's just like, I don't, you know... I just feel like, you know, in terms of female rappers, especially black female rappers, mm-hmm. like, there's just this des- weird desire and need that they have to all compete, as opposed to black male rappers and just male rappers as a whole. Some of them are absolute trash. Absolute but it's like, trash. but they all love each other. It's yeah. Great big old Let's collab. For the most part. And yeah, yeah, definitely. That's very true. And it's like, I would love to see that in the reverse, because there's so many talented female rappers outside of just Nicki and Cardi. Yeah, but definitely. You don't, they don't get the same play because mm-hmm. it's a whole different scenario being a woman. That's very true. Very, very true. And I, I love the analogy that you use with school because mm-hmm. I think that's like the perfect way, especially with their age difference and also yeah. like their, I guess, career difference of how long they've been in. But you're right. Like, what happened to ladies night? Okay. Like, yeah. you had all these wonderful, talented females on one track. No one was fighting or anything like... There's there's enough room in the there's in the industry for them all to win. And Definitely, it's just like you know, and then there's a reality. It's like I mean, Nikki is getting older. Yeah, her talent hasn't diminished. She's still very talented, but mm-hmm. it's like she's getting older. It's the reality that there will become a time where there's going to be women much younger than mm-hmm. you who are going to be you know maybe on the charts more often, getting right. more downloads and plays. But that's okay because. You've lived a wonderful, long-lasting career. You've had a great run. It's not as if you aren't winning. I mean, Mm -hmm. Queen, even though it made number two, it's still not a bad album for the most part. Right, yeah. Um, And it's just like... I don't know, like, I, if it was me, like, I would just be happy with my success overall as an okay. artist. Okay, okay, girl. Like, <laughs> like for real, yeah, I totally agree with that. Sorry to cut you off, but, like, because it's hard out here enough, like you said, for being, yeah. you know, just being a woman. Mm-hmm. And the fact, like, you all are out here with million-dollar deals and sales and downloads and streams, and it's like, this is what we're really doing, ladies? It's just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. Now, I don't. It's just ridiculous. Now, yeah. like, you know, with that being said, it's like, I don't, I guess, I know a lot of people, like, when she had that whole fight with the Met Gala, oh, they yeah, were like, yeah, oh, yeah. how Harpers. dare she, whatever. I'm like, she's been like this since day one. <laughs> like, what were you expecting? Like, you know, oh, tomorrow she's about to give you breakfast and Tiffany's, at Tiffany's, like, yeah. Her music literally ran down on that bitch twice. Twice. Like, like, twice. What? Like, what, were you, what were you expecting for her to do? Right. You know? Dress and all. Like, it's like, going to happen. It doesn't, you know, like, when I tell you, on site, it's on site. It's on site. Regardless yeah. of where that is. And it's like, you know, and then, like, the whole thing, like, oh, you know, not around the elite and the white people. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to fashion shows where white people were doing coke. Oh, Oh. Behind like art, like paintings. It was here in DC in Dupont Circle. It's oh. like they, they have no, they don't care. They really don't. They don't ha- they're not thinking about that. About mm-hmm. you know, oh my god, you know what if such and such because they have that privilege. So right. it's like you know they don't, they don't. They really fighting don't is the last thing they go. Like, yes, <laughs> that they're worried about. about. Yeah, but I mean there is the thing. It's like you know she's getting older, and it's like you know you can't just be hitting every single person that you see right. as much as you would like to. But, um, you know, like, I, 
I can understand her anger. Mm-hmm. I can understand her anger. I understand, you know, her wanting to attack her. I didn't watch those videos. I just came out lately. I was just like, I can't. Oh, with Cardi. Oh, yeah. It was, girl, you know I had to watch because I was like, Cardi, what you talking about? But she was basically just, like, saying how, you know, why would I say that it was this when there was footage showing mm-hmm. that it was that? Yeah. And, um, you know, she kind of cleared up some things as far as, like, the motorsport situation, how, like, oh, Nikki yeah. came with her verse on the very last day, mm-hmm. and it was saying side, like, some side way stuff how like Cardi is her son and mm-hmm. all this other stuff and then they got into talking about deals like oh this deal was offered to me first so but apparently you know and it's weird because then like Nikki sent a tweet out that was like you know it's all love we're all blessed like <laughs> right I was like alright girl we don't need to do this and Cardi was like okay cool and then like a few moments later here comes <laughs> Maury Povich talking about, well, I can give a lie detector test to oh see what's going on. Like, Maury, sit down <laughs> and just do, uh, are you the fathers? Like, we don't need all that. But hopefully it clears up for them soon. Like you said, it's money yeah. to be made by, no. by them both. So. No, and it's like, and also it's just, it, after, from, from Cardi's standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm just using personal experiences. Like, I, I haven't been in anything that extreme, but it's like, you know, what Nikki is doing is, Clearly, it's manipulation. It's yeah. manipulation, and it's, you know, intentionally targeting people knowing that they're going to get a response. Mm-hmm. It's like, and as someone who's been in that type of situation, like, in work, with my business and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it's like, it's mentally tiring. Yeah. And after a while, like, you know, as much as you want to respond, you kind of have to, like, <laughs> let those miserable people be miserable. Yes. Because if it's not you, they're going to do it to someone else, too. Very true. Very true. Which, I mean, she has. She did it to Remy Ma. She did it to some other people. So it's like... Yeah! <laughs> yes! Nikki, just... It's okay, boo-boo. It's okay. Well, I guess if the legal, you know, if it starts getting too crazy, then they can hit up little Mo because she is on her way <laughs> to be a lawyer, honey. Esquire. Little Mo is going to... She is, like, interested in becoming a lawyer. And I just mm-hmm. thought that that was uh, a big extreme. Because I wouldn't... I mean, I I haven't been in the legal system. Well, I did have one situation, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but um, I, Little Mo wouldn't be my first choice. Like, I mean, no, she might surprise us and be a wonderful lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Her and Phaedra can get together. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, do something. <laughs> Miss Phaedra Fox. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so some more exciting news that, like, I had no idea about that, like, kind of, like, blew me away. Uh, Chance the Rapper has a movie. Mm. Uh, I know. Yeah. That's the same thing I said. I was like, hmm, when, when did this come out? And it's called, <laughs> like, I watched the trailer, so it's called Slice, and it's basically, what I gathered from the minute or so trailer was that it's about, like, this pizza shop that's built on top of hell. And it was like some werewolf. It kind of looked like a horror movie, but I also okay, don't. I'm like, where is this? <laughs> I'm trying to follow the, the connections. Where is this? I mean, I'm all here for horror movies, but I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you like you like scary. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. what's your favorite? Um, I mean, I like The Ring. Like, that's a good mm. old, like older one. Yes. Um, in terms of like, like I love American Horror Story, like oh, the TV show. This season, like, sometimes I feel like I have to, like, douse myself in holy water every time I, like, watch it. I'm like, 
wow, like, you know, I'm like, I love it from like a, a, a plot standpoint. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God, girl. Mm. <laughs> this is really crazy. <laughs> That's funny that you said American Horror Story, though, because like this over the weekend, you know, and I was Netflixing and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I was like, do I want to start this? But I don't really know. I just really like their, how they do their promotion. That's kind of what intrigues Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it is, it does look a little dark, but, like, I love Mm -hmm. how they, like, you know, do, like, their marketing for it and everything like that. And So, I mean, but it's a good watch. Yeah, no, it's a a really dope uh, uh, show. I mean, there's, the season that Lady Gaga is in, I thought that was trash. Like, uh, it just was just mostly, like, it it had no plot. uh, And it's like, I mean, in no shade of Lady Gaga, I don't really think that she's that great of an actress. uh, But um, outside of her, like, most of them are pretty good. Like, my favorites, and I think that's probably the favorite for most people that watch it, would be, like, Coven. Mm. Which is what had um, uh, goodness gracious, what is her name? What is her name? For Precious. <laughs> oh, uh, um, Gabrielle. Gab- Gabrielle Sudebe. Yes. Gabri- yeah, Gabrielle. Yes, like she's. Oh, okay, I didn't one. know she was in, uh, or she was in one of the seasons. Rather, I should yeah, say. Yeah, um, I mean they have a pretty like, pretty up there cast in terms of like range and whatnot. But mm-hmm. like Coven, uh, the Mansion, which is like the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that mm-hmm. only because just like seeing it when I was trying to decide if I was watching or not. <laughs> Those are like probably the best. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of dope to see that like this season they're kind of incorporating like a ton of aspects from Covering. I think that was like probably, I think it was one of their best seasons. Oh, okay, cool. Um, alongside the mansion and like some other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. I uh <laughs> like. Like like the older like you were saying the ring like the older scary mm-hmm. movies used to scare me. Um, one of them being Scream. Oh yeah. Like that that mask <laughs> that whole situation like I was mm no 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 can't deal like it was too much. <laughs> but speaking of Halloween, are you like into the festivities? Mm-hmm. Do you like do costumes and stuff? I, I mean, I love Halloween. Like, it's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite holidays. Okay, like, cool. This, the past two years, unfortunately, like, I haven't really done mm. a lot, like, um, pretty much ever since I started my business. <laughs> okay. Been, like, them Halloween busy. is not, it hasn't, I was going to do actually a Halloween party, Oh, that might be for next year. But yeah, the past, it's like, a, it'll be three years old, but three, yeah, so the past three years, well, the past two years, mm-hmm. Halloween hasn't been really, like, a, a, a thing. thing. It's yeah. just been, like, a day. Like, I'll probably, like, you know, watch horror movies mm-hmm. and stuff, or, and I might maybe go to a party, but it's not as big as, like, what I used to do in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, like, this, well, this year, like, I got costumes and stuff, but mm-hmm. I haven't, like, one of them I did wear out. Mm-hmm. sort of but it was to like a party and it wasn't yeah. like a halloween party yeah. either so <laughs> i was just there like in this in skeleton <laughs> yeah like i'm a skeleton and uh it's it's halloween season so i'm here <laughs> but one thing that is like might be a good idea it might not mm-hmm. only because of the saturday aspect but i was watching the news today and there's a petition going on to make Halloween the very last Saturday of October, mm-hmm. which I was kind of like, okay, well, 
thinking about like parties and things yeah. like that, you know what I mean? That would be cool, but mm-hmm. then that would also mean like Halloween would no longer ever be on the 31st unless the 31st falls on a Saturday. Yeah, which is the weird because it's like, I mean, the reason why it's on the 31st also is for historical reasons mm. to some extent, but I mean, I guess. There's a lot of holidays where it's like, that's not really the day that certain things happen. I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it would make sense, because mm-hmm. it's like, with it being on a Wednesday this yeah. year, like parties either happen that happened this past weekend or the upcoming Exactly, one, exactly. Which, and not too many things that I know of are happening, like, on Wednesday, because it's like, for those who work, it's kind of like, I mean, how late can I really be? Right, out? exactly, how far you are. Yeah, take off the next day. <laughs> right, exactly, which my boss will probably know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> you out drinking again, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Definitely, but we will see. They need, like... A hundred thousand signatures. That's all you need to move a date for a holiday. Well, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. Let's get these things going. Then, yes. (laughs) No, not just for the holiday, but I think it's like at least to put it into consideration Mm -hmm. to move it. But I feel like it would just be a lot. Yeah, like I just move it to. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not. I don't know. I mean. At the most, I could see is maybe, like, certain states mm-hmm. might oh. do that, but as a whole... Like, yeah, a whole yeah. country, everyone. Yeah. Like, Halloween mm-hmm. last Saturday. Yeah. I don't know. We will see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna sign it, just because, like, I it's just a little weird. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... I mean, I, I, I really love Halloween, but not enough to the point where it's like, I'm gonna really... Right. Like... <laughs> it must be on a Saturday! Like, that's the only way I can celebrate now. But, uh, good luck, you know, we, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, that'll be crazy, like, if just so happens Halloween next year is on a whole Saturday. Like, that's crazy AF. Um, there's something else that's crazy. Uh, Medea's gonna die. Sorry. Uh... She's going to die next year. Uh, (laughs) Tyler Perry uh, was uh, speaking on page six to Bev Smith, and he was, he's going to do Medea's family funeral. Hmm. And Medea is apparently going to be in the casket in 2019. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm kind of happy that it's (laughs) happening. Like, I feel like Medea should have been maybe laid to rest a little Mm. bit sooner than mm-hmm. now. <laughs> like, I, you know, I appreciate Tyler Perry's contributions mm-hmm. to, um, you know, the arts, film, etc. Because yeah. it's like, you know, if it wasn't for him, you know, certain actors and actresses that Very we know, true. like, in terms of black people that yes. we know, would not be where they are today because of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to discredit that. Right. And it's like, and personally, I think the plays are better than the... Than the movies. The movies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's just that whole thing of, like, just kind of being tired of seeing us portrayed mm-hmm. in, like, caricatures and stereotypes. Yes, yeah, definitely. Where it's like, you know, ends up making other people, especially white people, right, assume that, you know, this is how we behave on right. a basis. <laughs> especially for those who very rarely see black people mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Actually speaking and, and having a relationship with them. I yeah. totally agree because, I mean, like, sometimes, to me, 
Medea can be a bit much. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, I get it. Okay, <laughs> pull it back some. But um, but I do think, you know, that it's, it's a good time to, like, you know, mm-hmm. lay it to rest. You know, I was doing my research, and Medea's been around for, like, 20 years. She yeah. first came out in... That ninety nine two thousand when he was doing um I can do all bad by myself the yeah. play I I can mm-hmm. do all bad by myself which also I didn't know Tyler Perry has like he's been around for a while so yeah. you know like you were saying definitely can't take that away from him because like Medea has definitely become a household name especially mm-hmm. in the black community um but I'm definitely interested to see what what's next yeah what's next for him mm-hmm. um I know he has the movie. With Tiffany Haddish and Tika Sumter coming out, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm nobody's fool. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna go see it or not. Though honestly, I'll probably wait. I'm like, cause that's the thing is like the times where Tyler Perry has done non Medea movies, mm-hmm. they still sometimes have the issues that Medea movies have. Right, and it's like you know if you're gonna lay Medea to rest, I also need you to lay some of these stereotypes <laughs> to rest yeah. and actually portray black people in a wider range of emotions and personalities. Yeah. Um, cause like I saw the trailer, like I'll probably just still see it to see it. And cause I like Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it, it again, it's like, this just feels like another Tyler Perry movie mm-hmm. where Medea may not be there, but you definitely feel, you feel like, the, the presence. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. But hopefully, you know, this does this does give him a chance to expand his craft, mm-hmm. you know, and and to also like expand in Hollywood too because like a lot of stories keep getting done over and over and over again. So, yeah. you know, hopefully yeah. he can bring a new writer. Yeah. Most of the time cuz I think he writes and directs like everything. All, all everything. of his movies, he yeah. He needs to bring in new writers, he needs to bring in more diverse writers like more women mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. different age ranges, like sexualities, like everything, and like just allow them to create, and he just kind of oversees. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, Tally, eh, you're too close over my shoulder. What is it now? Yeah, like no. I'll give it to you when I'm done. <laughs> but we shall see what happens. Um, so let's get into the poor, which is you. <laughs> and distinctly creative um because you are a creative yourself mm-hmm. um so how did distinctly creative come about um well i just so prior to all of this mm-hmm. um like i not i mean i don't do as much now but i was doing like a lot of fashion shows oh. shows um like participating in them Oh, cool. Um, and then, like, when I was at Howard, like, I did a lot of uh, fashion shows on campus and with, like, DC Fashion Week in particular. And um, they don't do it anymore, but, like, Fashion Law Week. Oh, um, what was that? So I don't know. It was, like, <laughs> a fusion of... it. In reality, I, I kind of got it. But I was like, <laughs> this is a very... When you were modest, what's, what's going on? <laughs> well, because it's, like, their whole thing... It was actually started by some Howard Law students in the intellectual property program. And okay. since, like, IP has a, you know... Is really closely related with fashion. You think of, like, the fashion labels, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff that can happen. So they wanted... Really, they just wanted to use the fashion show as a way to highlight their workshops and seminars because I think they knew that not everyone may be running to, like, 
a seminar about intellectual right. property, but we have a fashion show to it. People are going to check that out, right. Like, yeah, the public. <laughs> okay, so, and cool. And some stuff with them. Okay. And then, like, um, some stuff in New York and other cities, too, but, like, the reigning thing, except for, like, a few shows like Harlem Fashion Week and whatnot, like, it was just, I was just frustrated with the lack of diversity. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, the lack of opportunities for black creatives mm-hmm. outside of, like, just events. Okay. Or opportunities to, like, showcase. Okay, okay. I was and just about so, to ask, what did yeah. you... Yeah. And so, um, you know, I wanted to do something, and then on the other end, like, I was also providing a lot of con- consulting. Okay. In terms of, like, and I still do, in terms of um, marketing and graphic designing for a lot of mostly black-owned businesses here in the DMV and along the East Coast. And, like, the thing that would just make me so, like, sad is that I would have such talented clients in terms of, like, their craft. Mm -hmm. But then when it came to, like, the business side, that's when everyone was kind of like, ooh, girl, mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. um, And it's just, like, and I would sometimes see businesses fail. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you know, I can only help you but so much, but it's like you have to, like, absorb that information and the issue would end up being that they would you know just move on to a new path and so Mm -hmm. you know seeing that using my own personal experiences with design um and then like even my experiences with having like a a store for a while um I was like you know I want to create a safe space and environment for black creatives Mm -hmm. um you know like I wanted to create somewhere create a community where there's not only events and opportunities to showcase, but there's also opportunities for uh, you as a creative, as a black creative, mm-hmm. to really grow your business and, um, you know, personal brand. Um, especially with it being, like, using my family as an example, you know. <laughs> when I told them I wanted to do, like, fashion and, and mm-hmm. graphic design, they were like, Ugh. If you want to be like a lawyer, like little, little <laughs> mo, we can go to school together now. But like, <laughs> right, you, know, you want to be like a lawyer or this and that, and they constantly were, you know, trying to push me into another path. Because oh. for them, you know, they don't, and like I feel like a lot, a lot of black families, it's like they don't see art as stability. Right. Yes. And so, um, and it's frustrating because it's like you know, for most people, they see family as support, mm-hmm. and when your support system, whether it's family, friends, whatever is not supporting you. Right. <laughs> and you don't really have anyone else to look to. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's the other issue too. It's like, you know, I may, you may not have the support from your family and friends, but you can maybe look to people in the media, look to, uh, peers, teachers, whatever, mm-hmm. to help guide you. Yeah. But if you don't have that, and you have these people telling you no, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, a lot of people end up not going for what they want to do because right. they don't, Think that it's passion. possible, yeah. So I wanted to kind of like remove that uh, those frustrations and disbelief that a lot of Black creatives have because it's like you know many times I meet people in the same scenario as myself where it's like no one wants me to be, <laughs> no one wants me to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't really have that community of people where I can like you know build and network with them right. and then also learn these skill sets because it's like. I went to school for fashion design. Okay, I was, girl, um, I was going to yeah. ask, I was like, so was it fashion or marketing? <laughs> because clearly. <laughs> yeah, I went to school for fashion design, and it's like, you know, I, I love Howard, and I, mm-hmm. you know, loved my four years there, and I would never take it back, but it's like, 
unfortunately, like, a lot of fine arts programs and fine arts schools, there isn't a lot of, like, business classes. Yeah, to go along with that. Mm -hmm. But there's a ton of classes about the elements and principles of design and this and that. (laughs) I can tell you a whole lot about that. Right. But it's like, I wasn't getting the knowledge that I needed Mm -hmm. in terms of the business side. And, like, on my... In my case, it's like I had I had started a clothing line before I got to Howard. Had okay. It while I was there, so it's like I kind of got a lot of my knowledge from that, and doing a lot of like internships and stuff with like different business companies and startups to gain that understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you know there should still be something within the curriculum, and yeah. so what happens is that you know for those who maybe don't have the luxury or the opportunity to seek that outside knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, they graduate with this art degree and, and but they don't like, have the business and it's like right. most places they'll teach you about um, you know, how to be gallery artists mm-hmm. or how to become a designer in a uh, fashion company and this and that. But in this day and age, you know, a lot of people that's that sometimes isn't their path. Right. So exactly. it's like they naturally are going to have to become an entrepreneur whether they want to or not. Right. So, <laughs> Um, and so it's like, you know, there needs to be skill sets for that. I feel like I just like, sorry, I feel like I just ranted over it. <laughs> no, not really. Story, no, no, no. It's like, yeah. So, um, all of that to say, mm-hmm. like all of those things, you know, kind of, uh, prompted me to start, uh, Distinctly Creative. Okay. So <laughs> I was, I was looking on the website and, um, it was it was saying that like with the you started with a couple of networking events first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with those events, was it just mainly like bringing people together, or is it like just black people? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, it was to bring black creatives mm-hmm. together. Um, it was just like a, a monthly situation, and then it would always feature like a different artist, whether okay. it was like a, a painter or a designer or um, a performer. And so, um, I did that for the first year, Mm -hmm. and then from that, that transitioned into me doing, um, larger events, and then that kind of brought in later, like, the, the apparel, the directory, Mm -hmm. the space that was in Brentwood, and now this new space. Yes, definitely gonna talk about that, (laughs) definitely. Now, uh, with you, um, gearing Distinctly Creative, towards you know black people and towards our community mm-hmm. do you receive any black la- any backlash black but yeah from like you know from from other cultures um you know I actually would receive more um blacklash black black people what um yeah um and and it was not that I don't get it now. I don't get it as much anymore. But mm-hmm. like when I first started, I would get a lot more um, backlash from our people because the wow. fear. Well, because the fear being, and you know, this is because of racism, because mm-hmm. of slavery, because of this institutionalized thinking, mm-hmm. where it's like you know, we as black people, um, you know, we do a wonderful job at caring so much. About everybody, everybody else. else. <laughs> but who cares then, about us? But then yeah. we forget to care about ourselves. Because, mm-hmm. like, um, it reminds me of, like, this article I read, like, uh, about a, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was this woman kind of talking about how she stopped moving 
out of the way for people when she would be walking on the sidewalk. And I feel like that's, like, the perfect example of black people in society throughout all aspects of life because it's, like... We're constantly moving out of all the, the way time. for people all the to time. make it more convenient for people who honestly, if it was the other way around, do not move out of the way for us. And like she was saying, you know, she would just keep walking down the street and just see if anybody would move. Those like, you know, women would like, she said like a white woman just basically almost like hit her trying oh, to gosh. like walk past her as yeah. if she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so um, using that mindset, kind of putting it in terms of like what I'm doing it was kind of that same thinking mm-hmm. where it's like, it wasn't that they weren't opposed to me doing this because they thought of it as something really great. Mm-hmm. But their fear was, again, trying to be accommodating for to a wide variety right. of people. Like, oh, well, how will the, you know, white people or this and that or like, how will, you know, people who are Asian or how will they feel? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know... It's not that I don't care about other people, <laughs> but it's kind of like when people say, like, you know, oh, why does it have to be Black Lives Matter? Why can't it be All Lives all Matter? Lives? Yeah. But it's like, they're not marginalized. Mm-hmm. They're not, well, they're not marginalized in the same way. Mm-hmm. And true. with me and my experiences as a Black woman, you know, what I want to do is be able to help our community. Um, you know, there are other marginalized communities, especially those who are, say, Latinx or Asian. Mm-hmm, I'm right. not any of those things. Right, exactly. So Where like, do I fit in? It's no. like, and I wouldn't feel right mm-hmm. creating a community for Latinx people when I'm not Latinx. Like, I feel like that's, you know, another case of, like, appropriation. Like, that's not my story. What right. I can do is support them, mm-hmm. which is what, you know, I feel like when people talk about allies, it's like, I can support them, make sure that they also have an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, my business and what I do, it's like, I, you know, I want to focus on what I know mm-hmm. in my community first. Definitely, so, definitely. you know, it is what it is. But yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I got a lot of backlash when I first started. I don't mm. get as much now, or maybe just people aren't saying it to my face. But, mm. like, <laughs> right, they scare. Because I, but I do agree with you. Like, I, I feel that it's a beautiful thing that you are doing, and you're making something fubu like for Mm -hmm. us like we need that you know i um there's actually a space here in dc a creative workspace and we're definitely going to get into yours and Mm -hmm. um your new opening but it's you know like it's it's uptown dupont Mm -hmm. circle and it's like and it's white. Yeah. Also, like, young millennial men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is, though. Like, every time I drive by, like, I don't see anyone in there who, you know, looks like me. So, mm-hmm. the fact that you are making this creative space, and also with what you were... Girl, now, I'm jumping around. But it's gonna come together. <laughs> we gonna reel it in for you. <laughs> um, But, like, what you were saying about, you know, when you are creative... And it's kind of like, okay, I have to do this on my own. Yeah. And the fact that you are bringing creatives together and that support system, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can lean on this artist or this musician or, you know, whomever because, you know, they know exactly what I'm talking about and yeah. what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can relate to to what I'm trying to do. So that's, I, I think that's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. <laughs> so, like, so what's the playbook? That's coming soon. <laughs> what's, what's the, or can you talk about the playbook? Um, I mean, I I can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
going to be functioning in a slightly different way than what was originally anticipated. Okay. Um, because like life, business always changes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> always a change up in town. Um, got to move with it. No, and I feel like and that's a lesson that I've definitely been learning like this past year in particular. Because like I'm a... Um, like zodiac, so like I'm a Virgo. Okay, so yes. Very like type A, whatever, whatever. It's <laughs> like I'm not that bad, but it's like you know. What I'm learning is that you know, even if you have a plan in place, whether it's a business plan, whether it's a Google Doc with some uh, tasks on it, whatever it may be, <laughs> yeah, there's always that possibility of those things shifting and changing. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the shifting and change is bad. Right, yeah. And that it may more so be making room for better and newer ideas. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of the playbook, um, it's going to be fusing together with the programming for the space. Okay. So um, outside of there just being a physical space with equipment to use and things of that nature, there will also be a lot of professional development workshops and classes. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so um, there'll be stuff about, like, marketing, um... Uh, graphic designing, legal, finance, photography, fashion design, art history. Like, I want it to mimic the environment of a college classroom, okay. but without the college price tag. Okay! Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, the playbook originally, which is going to function as just like an online um, education educational platform kind of similar to like Coursera or Udemy or Linda a lot okay. of those like online uh uh platforms that are usually like uh centered around like universities okay but um instead what it'll be is that anytime there's a workshop or class that's in the space mm -hmm. they will be recorded okay that information those videos that will be available to people who can't come so whether it may be because of location, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, you're busy that day, you don't live in the U.S., right? <laughs> um, you'll still have access to that, that content. Nice. So similar to the original concept, but slightly different. A little tweak, yeah. tweak. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, every, I know you all are like, space, space, what's the space? So, <laughs> uh, so Distinctly Creative is opening a market space. Yes, is that uh, co-working space? Co-working yes. space. Co-working maker space. Okay, so mm -hmm. what can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um so uh, I guess for those who may not know what a co-working space is, what I kind of use as an example, it's like, you know, people go to Starbucks mm -hmm. to like work on their computer. Yeah. Like that. Okay. But instead, maybe you're just paying Starbucks a membership every month as okay. opposed to, like, <laughs> a one-time, let me buy coffee, this is enough for me to sit here for several hours <laughs> right. situation. And so, um, there are a lot of co-working spaces. Like, co-working has become, like, super popular. Mm -hmm. Well, it's always been here, but it's become more popular in the past couple of years. Okay. However, the issue, and kind of like you mentioned, like, with the one in DuPont Circle, mm -hmm. is that um, a lot of these places are not diverse, right. and a lot of them are not catered to uh, creatives. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, using myself as an example, like, there's a space that's uh, near Shaw that I wanted to get a private office space at, like, years ago, mm -hmm. and to sew. Okay. But they wouldn't let me. Why? Because they were like, it doesn't fit their aesthetic, and they don't allow those type of things to be going on in their workspaces. Mm. 
<laughs> um, so what is your aesthetic? Like, <laughs> I thought I could come here and work. That's yeah. crazy. No, so it's like a lot of those spaces cater to people who say maybe have like just a computer, mm-hmm. you know, or like a notebook. Like they don't have equipment. They don't have these other things. And even if you're a photographer, there are some places where you can't even take photos. You know, in that space, wow. you can edit the photos. Oh, just, okay, <laughs> okay. I just you can't take them. Oh, okay, in there. but um, so this space kind of caters to that need. Nice. So not only can you come in and work, you mm-hmm. know, like you can't anywhere else, but you'll also have access to a photography studio, a podcast recording studio, um, a meeting space. Um, there'll be access to like sewing machines and heat oh, presses. Cool. Um, there'll be a few computers that have like Adobe Creative Suite on it. Um, there's a couple of private office spaces for those that um, want, you know, more private access and um, 24-hour access. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be um, just like a general lounge as well, and then the event slash gallery space across the hallway. Yes, girl, this place sounds big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is big. It's about, in total, with the event space and the co-working space, mm-hmm. it's about... 5,000 and some change square feet. Wow. And that, <laughs> wow, that's great. Uh, especially in this area because <laughs> these would be very small. They give you a small yeah. little space and it's like, what am I supposed to do with this little box of room? <laughs> now, is the, now your first space was mm-hmm. in Brentwood, you said? Yeah, and that okay. was a box of a room. Oh, that, that was, was a box of a room. About 470 square feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was just an event space slash gallery space. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, I would periodically have, like, little networking events. um, And then I would let people run it out for a a variety of different things. Like, uh, like there were, um, like, a listening party was in there. There's been, like, gallery openings, workshops, paint and sips, um, and engagement happened there like <laughs> were you there for the engagement that's pretty cool uh, yeah you were okay <laughs> that's pretty awesome so now you said that it'll be like a membership for mm-hmm. so it is a, it's like a yearly membership as kind of like um, monthly. monthly monthly membership okay yeah. so you well so there's options um okay there are daily passes okay um those like more so how I think of it are catered to people who maybe are just trying to try it out mm-hmm. before they, you know, go forward or for maybe someone who's just visiting mm-hmm. in the area and just, you know, needs Need somewhere really to quick. work. Mm-hmm. Um, up from that are the actual memberships. There's, so there's a part-time membership, which gives you access to the space um, eight days a month. Okay. Um, and then on top of that, with every membership, you get um, kind of like a bank of hours that you can use towards the photography studio mm-hmm. or and um, the podcast recording studio. So like at the highest membership, which is the uh, private office slash studio space, you get... And don't call me, but it's like about <laughs> 20 hours a month Okay. to use um, within both, both of those spaces. Um, wow. You also get like... X number of tickets to the workshops that happen each month. There's a monthly networking event that each every member is welcome to come to, and it's free for them. Everybody else, they gotta pay. (laughs) (laughs) Right, members do get something. (laughs) Um, And then there's like uh, bi-monthly vendor pop-up events that's free Mm -hmm. for the uh, members, and so. 
Yeah, so like I I tried to make sure when I was thinking of memberships mm-hmm. and um, what to offer, like kind of putting myself in mind. Right. And um, just other creatives in general. Like, you know, what would I need yeah. outside of just like a workspace? Right. So. Yes. Now, do you have like people donating the equipment or... Mm-hmm. Is this all stuff that you... Um, it's all been collected. Purchased. Purchased. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. That's what's up, Morgan. That is amazing. So, when... Because now I, now we got your attention. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been had it. But your ears are open. I know you want to join. When is the space opening? Mm-hmm. Um, so, originally it was going to be in November. We're going to push that back a little bit. Okay. Just to kind of make things easier for everybody and myself. Okay. <laughs> But, um, so the, the grand opening is mm-hmm. going to be the week of, uh, December 9th. So to kick it off will be Black Gold. Woo! <laughs> yes! Super excited. Um, and so Black Gold, like, will be at the space. We will kind of be able to check it out to some extent mm-hmm. there. Um, and then there'll be a couple other events happening that week. So, like, I'll be doing a workshop on business development. There's going to be a, um... <laughs> It's a, a networking discussion event. I'm not doing it. It's okay. um, by a poet. Her name is Whiskey Girl. Whiskey and Girl, then, yes, yes. I know her. I've seen a couple of other faces yeah. uh, on on your page mm-hmm. that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Whiskey Girl and um, there's an artist. He goes by um, uh, Belle Nouvelle. Okay. And so he's a singer. Um, they're going to do an event called Cuffing Season. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And so um, that's going to be on the 13th of December. Okay. Um, On the 14th of December, um, there's this podcast called Let's Talk Bra. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to be doing a live show. Cool. Um, And then there'll be like an open house slash networking event where you'll be able to get the option of getting your headshot taken. Oh. Yeah. That is really cool. (laughs) Like, I love that. You're, like, you're not just taking, like, or you're not just giving a space and, you know, mm-hmm. making somewhere you can house things, but you're also, like, teaching as well. Like, this mm-hmm. is how you can make your business better. Like, headshots is perfect because... Everybody needs something. Everyone needs a headshot. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, we can't... Selfies, I mean, they... They, they, they work for but, Instagram. Okay. Girl. They don't work for, uh, you know... Because it's like, I'll, there'll be instances where it's like, I'll ask, like, events that I'm having, like, I'll ask people for headshots, they'll mm-hmm. give me, like, a selfie, and it's like, I can't, I can't I even can't use this. Use Not even from the fact that it's a selfie, but it's like, you know, from a graphic standpoint, right. like, the quality is usually not very great, so mm-hmm. if I print this out, it's gonna look crazy, then you're gonna look crazy. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, yeah, there'll be headshots being taken. That'll pro- that'll be a thing that will be happening on a periodic basis in general anyways. Okay, nice. Headshot days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so yeah, that'll be the grand opening week, and then, um, which is kind of weird, so the grand opening is kind of happening before the opening. The opening. <laughs> <laughs> but... Well, yeah, you gotta after, do the soft open, and then you, you yeah, know, so the hard the open. Yeah, so the grand opening, um, the space will be open um, for, like, day passes and tours. Okay. But official memberships will not be starting until January 1st. January 1st. Okay. Yes. Beginning of the year, started yeah. new. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, with the <laughs> Black Gold event, this is the second this one? Se- this is the second one. The yes. second one. Okay. So, the Black Gold event. What What is it? <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> but I want you all to know what it is and give you another reason why you should buy a ticket. Um. So, it is a 
black creative showcase mm -hmm. slash marketplace just essentially like someone I told someone else about it yesterday were like it's like Wakanda for Yes! <laughs> I love it! <laughs> but um, no it's gonna be a, a really good time like last year was really dope uh, it was at uh, 40 Arts in um, Landover okay um, so there was about like 20 vendors um, there was some live performances uh, by Afrocentric and um this poet that goes by the name of Crochet Kingpin. Okay. Um, there was a video installation room and some cool. live art and like a mini art exhibit. And so this year it's that, but on a like, bigger on a, scale. Yeah. <laughs> on a bigger scale. So nice. there's like 40 vendors. Ooh. Um, yeah, there's going to be stuff on different floors. Um, there's going to be performances by the, this band that goes by Black Folks Don't Swim. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I love, I love the name. Yeah. Um, there'll be uh, Drew Keys and um, DJ uh, Sam uh, Sachs. They'll be performing. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm missing so much. There'll be live painting. Nice. And um, like a preview of the art exhibit that'll mm -hmm. be featuring work by, uh, her name is Kalisma. Okay. And so her work will be on display in the space, the event slash gallery space from um, for four months. So that'll be the first thing we'll be able to see that. It'll be a live painting nice. too. Nice. Um, there'll be, of course, drinks and mm -hmm. food. Um, there'll be some giveaways. Like, I'll be giving away, like, a, a weekday pass to okay. the space and, like, some shirts and things. Um, there'll be a photo booth, you know. Okay. You gotta, you gotta have a photo <laughs> booth, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's, you know, it'll be really great. Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 started Black Gold because I wanted it to be a way for... Because, like, you know, it's the end of the year. And yeah. Like, stuff... Like, events and stuff kind of start to not Die happen. down. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, it's very and, quiet. <laughs> no, it's very quiet. And then also with it being, like, holiday season, people are looking for gifts. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, one of the big issues for people who are trying to buy and shop Black right. is, like, finding these gifts from Black-owned businesses in a way where it's easy and um you know you can meet and really connect with these brands yes. and businesses and so black gold is kind of that it's like nice. a way for you to you know get those gifts okay <laughs> for um you know your aunties and your friends and your bays and whatever mm -hmm. and but do it in a, a place where like it's fun and it's just like you know black joy in so many different ways and so yeah. yes i love it <laughs> so uh tickets uh can be Bought, uh, purchased on Eventbrite, mm -hmm. and it's uh, um, Black Gold, so B L K G O L D twenty eighteen dot Eventbrite dot com. Nice. Yes. Now, <laughs> before we leave, I gotta know. So, what what does your mama think? What does your mama gotta say? Because she, I know she she's cheesing from ear to ear. She probably at work telling all her friends like, "Let me tell you about my baby Morgan." <laughs> You know what? You know what's funny in the sense of sad because when I say it, they're like, "What?" Like my, I love my parents, but mm -hmm. it goes back to kind of like saying um, what I mentioned before, where it's like sometimes you don't have that support. Yeah, my parents are very traditional. Oh, okay. And so, um, you know, they're always proud of me in mm -hmm. an overall sense, yeah. but they still don't quite get <laughs> what I do yeah. or what it is that you know. What's going, what's going on mm -hmm. but in general you know like they're proud they're just happy to see me you know doing what i enjoy and then also doing it in a way where i can help our community too so 
Definitely. <laughs> well, I am super excited, and I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to be watching you and participating and becoming a member <laughs> because yeah, it's, yeah. you know, what what you're doing for Black creatives is beautiful, and this is, I feel like, what we need, and I also feel not only will it propel those of us who are already, you know. Um, doing what we want to do, but like you said, with the classes, you know, helping us on the business side, but it'll also get more people out to do what they want to do and not follow that tradition. Trapped in a job that they absolutely hate for the rest of their lives and just hoping and wishing and thinking back like, oh damn, like I should have went for what I wanted. Right. Can't sing that shoulda, coulda, woulda song, y'all. Gotta go for it now. So, Distinctive Creative, Morgan, where can people find you so that, you know, if they want to become members of the market space and, you know, or just vend at your next event or get in the Distinctly Creative directory? Okay, yeah. y'all, it's a lot of great things happening. <laughs> so, where, they, where can they find you? Um, so, the website is distinctlydc.com. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Distinctly Creative. Um, if you're interested in being a member, um, if you go to simplydc.com, there's a link there for you to be able to apply. Okay. Um, there are actually a few vendors, like three. There's three vendor spots left. Okay. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can just um, shoot me an email at info at distinctlydc.com. So. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> Morgan, thank you so much for stopping by the Sparks and Ports podcast. Um, like I said, I will definitely be looking out for Distinctly Creative <laughs> and all that you all have coming up in the the rest of the year and then also 2019. Because 2019 is going to boom. That's when it yeah. all starts. So <laughs> thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you follow Distinctly Creative um, on Instagram. You also said Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's the same uh, username. So follow them. Log on to the website, Distinctly Distinct. Yeah, distinctly <laughs> DC. <laughs> there it is. Distinctlydc.com so you can get more information. Once again, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, make sure you follow the podcast at Sparks and Pores. That's um, regular spelling, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then also make sure you follow me, the host, Jaleesa Bald, at J A L I S A B A L D. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sparks and Pours podcast. Morgan, once again, thank you for stopping by the Sparks and Pours podcast. And I will talk at you all later.